How big does the crisis have to be for you to turn to God? Because how many of you know if it gets really desperate, then you'll turn to God. The plane is hurtling towards the ground and there's no, you don't know how to fly a plane. That's when you cry out. That's when you're praying. How big? Is it got to be a monster issue before you'll turn to God? Or will it be just something small? Because he wants to know the intimacies. He wants to know the small stuff. He wants to be involved in, in, the, in the miniature of your life. He, he doesn't just want the big problems. He wants to be involved in your world. So we'll, we'll read on. 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 14. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon the PowerPoints, and it changed to the next slide. Uh, and then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel. He's got lots of grandfathers. The son of Mataniah, a Levite, and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing by the pass of Ziz. <laughs> That's a great name. And you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. It's a good response from um, Jehu, whatever her name is, um, and, uh, and all his descendants, um, Jehaziel. But it's kind of like, you know, you know, if you're facing a hard time, facing an issue, and someone, some kind-hearted, well-meaning Christian just says to you, oh, don't worry, just trust God. Oh, God's got it. God's got, it's under, God's got it. Under. It's kind of a bit like that, I feel, for Jehoshaphat. He's kind of like, this guy, I mean, they name all his descendants, so maybe they're trying to build him up a bit. But really, he's just some random guy in the congregation who says, hey, don't worry. God's got it under control. It'll be okay. Just trust him. It seems a bit simplistic, right? I say, like, if you're facing a major issue, you know, I don't know, you've been given a diagnosis of cancer or you're going to lose your house or, you know, something terrible is happening and, and people just say, oh, don't worry, God, just trust God. It seems like, well, I want to do something more than just trust God. I need an answer. I need, because we want to, we want something kind of magical. There's an amazing story of Naaman in the Bible. Um, if you know, Naaman is a, he's a, a powerful dude, but he's got leprosy. And, um, and someone says, well, you should go see uh, the prophet Elisha and he'll fix you up. And so he comes, uh, he sends a servant to Elisha, and, and Elisha says, oh, yeah, just tell him to go wash in the Jordan seven times, and he'll be fine. And the servant goes back to Naaman, and he's like, what? Just go wash. I, I wash every day. You know, this is ridiculous. I, I, want, I wanted the, 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 the prophet to wave his hands over me and to do something magical, and then, then things will change. Kind of, we, we kind of want that. We don't just want to do what God tells us to do. We want something special. But often God just is telling us, just do this. Do this basic thing. Actually do this thing that you would probably have done anyway. Because that's what Jehoshaphat should have done, right? He should have taken his army to battle. That's what, if an army is coming towards you, that's generally what you do, right? And so this kind of word is, is, a, bit, is a bit kind of simplistic. 
But Jehoshaphat, he, he, uh, he, he receives it. He, he puts his trust, not so much in the random word of this guy, but in God, who is behind that. He puts his trust in God, and he's like, right, we'll do that. And I, I love his response. And, and this is, if we keep reading in 2 Chronicles 20, 18 and 19. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshipped before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Say, very loud voice. Oh, I like the fact you did it with a loud voice, too. It's good. This is what he does. He bows down. He's, it's almost like he's submitting. He's like saying, okay, God, I'm submitting to what you have said through this prophet. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with that. I'm bowing down. And then just based, just based on the promise, just based on this idea that, yeah, you're going to come through somehow. I don't know how, but you're going to come through. Because what we want is we want assurance. We want it stamped, sealed, and lit, signed, sealed, delivered. We want it, you know, in writing. But that's not how God works. God just works with a promise. And there's this, there's this promise through this random guy in the congregation uh, that God will come through. And so Jehoshaphat, and he gets the whole, whole nation of this, okay, we'll bow down, we'll, we'll submit. And then they praise God. They stand up and they praise him with a very loud voice. I love that they're, they're, they're not ashamed at all. They're just like, right, we're going to praise God. And it doesn't make any sense, right? Because nothing's happened. Nothing's changed. They haven't seen a great victory. Normally, you know, we praise the All Blacks after they've beaten the Springboks. We don't do it beforehand, all right? Oh, I just get that in there, in the side there. You can talk to me about it afterwards if you like. Uh, <laughs> but we don't, we don't praise God. We don't. We don't choose to praise God often before the event. But actually... That's what we're supposed to do. That is actually, because it's faith, right? That's how faith works. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So Jehoshaphat and the whole people of Israel, they're taking a step of faith and they're praising God for a victory that hasn't even happened. That's actually often what God requires of us. See, sometimes, often, we ask things of God, and we ask things of God, and we ask things of God, and he's just like, stop asking. If you start thanking me for it, it will happen. If you start stepping out in faith and believing, it will happen. I've done it in heaven. As soon as, and we'll see that, as soon as you start praising me, the, the shift will come. But we want, we, want it, we want it, an assurance. We want it to happen before we'll thank God, because that's how... We as humans work. We're like, yeah, okay, God, when you prove yourself to me, then I will follow you. When you do this, then I will praise you. When you bring the answer, the, the, the thing, the breakthrough that I'm believing for, then I will give you my honor and my worship. No, no, no. And this is my second point. Praise precedes the breakthrough. Praise precedes the breakthrough. It comes first, which seems very counterintuitive. But that's actually how faith works. You know, that, that passage of uh, I just read from Hebrews 11, verse 1. Afterwards, the, the, the writer of Hebrews just goes and he lays out, and he basically names every 
person, man and woman in the Old Testament who's ever done anything of faith. And he's just telling, this person did this because this person did this. And they all did something. They all stepped out in faith before they saw the victory, before they saw the breakthrough. They just did it on a promise. You see, our whole relationship with God is based on promise. God wants that intimacy with us, and for that to happen, we need to start trusting Him. Trusting Him enough to praise Him when we haven't seen the victory. Praise Him when we haven't seen the breakthrough. I know, I just, by the number of people in the room, there will be breakthroughs that you're believing for. There will be things that you need to see shift in so many different areas of your lives. And I just believe, prophetically, this morning as we praise God in this place, breakthrough is going to come. Because faith will be stirred and something will be unlocked in the heavenlies. Remember I said that, that actually praise and worship does it shifts something in the supernatural, which then brings change in the natural. So they, they found out in worship. They submitted to God. They stood up. They praised Him with a very loud voice. And then get this, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20, says, Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in His prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, excuse me, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise Him for the splendor of His holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. And this is my third point, is that pray, we need to praise while we move forward. We praise while we move forward. See, too often we think praise is kind of passive. I'll just praise God and it'll happen. But actually, Jehoshaphat and his army didn't just wait in Jerusalem and just have a praise party. They didn't just get all the musicians and just have a big you know, service in their big temple. No, no, they, they moved towards the battle. They got their army, and they put the musicians and the singers out front. Who wants to be a musician and a singer heading out before the army? And it says, as they did that, in the next verse, as they did that. See, see, we, we, we often just think, oh, yeah, I'll just praise God, and, and God will bring a breakthrough. Actually, you need to praise God, and you need to do the thing that God has been telling you to do. You need to keep, either keep doing or start doing the last thing that God has told you to do. You see, the prophet had said, yeah, just go out and face the armies. So there's an activation there. And I love they didn't muck around. It says early in the morning, they could have been dragging their feet. They could have been like, oh, well, I don't really want to die today. So I'm going to enjoy a bit more of life uh, before I head out. Uh, and, and get killed by the Meunites and the Ammonites and all the other rites. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather just sleep in. Thanks. My last sleep in ever. Uh, I'm going to enjoy it. But no, early in the morning they got up. If you're facing an issue, if you're facing a challenge, don't procrastinate. Don't just put it on. Oh, it'll, it'll get better if I just leave it for a bit longer. No, it won't. It'll get worse. That's how it works. And it'll get bigger and it'll take more to fix it. Move. If you're facing a battle, face it. Don't put it off. 
And Jehoshaphat, the way he, he exhorts him, he says, have faith in God, have faith in his prophets. It's all about having faith. In that moment, he's just saying, come on, just have faith. Because it's faith that pleases God. And it's faith that will activate praise. Faith will activate your, 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 your voice to start praising him. And so they praised God while they walked towards the battle. It wasn't passive at all. And then, I love this, 2 Chronicles 20 verse 22. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. That's the kind of battle you want to fight. The one that you don't have to fight at all, that your enemies just fight amongst themselves and kill themselves off. Who wants, who wants that kind of thing happening in your life? None of you. Okay, cool. All right. Oh, I do. <laughs> I want that kind of breakthrough. I love it. And, and the key word is as. As they began to sing. As they began to praise God for a victory that hadn't even happened yet, the victory came. God moved on their behalf as they started praising him. I, I believe this morning, stop asking. Start praising God for the victory that is coming your way. And as you unlock that, as you start to thank him for it, the victory will be won. Because it happens first, remember, in the supernatural, before it happens in the natural. We need to, we need to just start to unlock our praise and that is hard. How you know that's hard when you're facing something down and it's, I, I don't feel like praising God because I haven't seen a victory. It's unnatural. Yeah, it is unnatural. It's supernatural to have to do that. And that is what Jehoshaphat and his people did, and they won a victory. And they won an awesome victory. Let's just read about that. In 2 Chronicles 20, we'll keep going. 24, it says, when the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. Uh, I don't know. That, that, a lot of dead people, I imagine, um, seeing his army was about a million. Uh, so Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled in the Valley of Baraka, where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the Valley of Baraka to this day. Baraka means praise. Okay, so they called it the Valley of Praise. I love that their victory was so complete, and they didn't have to lift a finger, that they spent three days just gathering on all the plunder. Just like collecting all the booty. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's incredible. Can I just invite Keys up? I, I just get the sense that we, we, we too often want to fight our own battles. And we fight our battles and we come out of them all bruised and beaten and scarred. And we've got very little time or energy left to enjoy the victory before we're heading into another battle. That's not how God wants us to live our lives. He wants to go before us and fight our battles for us. If you, if you go back to the promise, the promise that um, uh, Jehaziel had, 
I love it. He says, for the battle is not yours, but God's. That's in verse 15. The battle is not yours, but God's. I think many of us, we're facing challenges, we're facing battles, and we think it's all our own. We think we've got to muster up the faith and the courage and the whatever it is to face it and make breakthrough happen. No, 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 no. We've got it all backwards. The battle belongs to the Lord. The battle is God's. And when we allow Him to fight the battle, then the spoils are ours. He's so good. He's so gracious. It's actually how the cross works, right? The battle of the cross. Jesus going to His death. The battle for our lives, the battle between sin, our sin and the the holiness, the righteousness, righteousness of God. That battle is won by Jesus. And what we do is we just come along after the fact and receive the victory, receive the spoils, which is a relationship with God, which is the everlasting life promised to us through Him. We receive. All we need to do is to start to praise Him, to start to thank Him. Because what that does is that that puts Him number one in our lives. It says again, oh, actually, God, You are in control. I submit, like Jehoshaphat, I submit, and then I just declare God's praises. And in that, we get a victory, a free victory. I, I, I don't know if you, you're looking a bit stunned. You should be stunned because it is incredible. But I, I, why don't we stand to our feet in this moment? I, I just believe we need to revel in that victory. We need to just take some time to... I, I, I love how Maya shared around communion, just that all our shame is taken away through the cross. It's such a powerful thought. But it's not just our shame. It's our sin. It's our brokenness. It's, it's our hurt. It's our, it's our loss. It's our grief. It's all, all that is broken within us is taken away at the cross. The victory is won through Jesus. Just, just with every eye closed and head bowed in this place, if you, if you are here and you don't know the victory of Jesus in your life, if you haven't come into a relationship with God through Him, man, you need to. And I want to give you an opportunity right in this moment because the victory is there for you. The breakthrough is there for you. Jesus has won it for you. You just need to receive it. Is there anybody here this morning, you, you think, man, I, I need to get my life right with Christ. I've been walking my own way. I've been walking away or I've, I've walked away and I need to come back. If you're here this morning, just raise your hand. I'll see it. You can put it down and then we'll pray together. Okay, I'm not seeing any hands at the moment. It's okay. You can raise your eyes again to me. As I've said before, we're going we're gonna to praise God in a moment. And I believe it's going to be a powerful praise because we've just been given some insight around the power of praising God for a victory that we haven't yet seen. And I know, I, I, I know there'll be things in your world that you want to see victory in. 
Maybe it's a loved one or a workmate that you want to see know Jesus. You haven't seen that happen yet. You can praise God that for the victory that's going to happen in their lives. Maybe it's a breakthrough in your finances that you really need to see. You can begin to praise God for that. Maybe it's a relationship you need to see restored. You can praise God for that. Maybe it's a physical healing in your body or the body of someone else. You can start to praise God in this moment and something will be unlocked. And as you praise, as you praise, victory will be won. Is that good? So I'm going to invite the team up. We're going to sing that. I love the song Promises because it just says, I believe in your promises. And if you want to promise, there are, there are hundreds, if not thousands of them in here for you. You just need to take a hold of them and go, yeah, I'm believing God for that healing, for that breakthrough, whatever it is, and start to praise God for it. And you'll see it. So we're going to, we're going to sing the song Promises. And then at the end of that song, we're going to let out a joyful, praising shouts to God. Is that good? And then I just believe in that moment, we're going to see a victory. Cool. Amen. Let's praise God together.